We were experimenting with something new, recording-wise, this week that didn't quite turn out the way that was expected. But that's why you do the experiments, to collect the knowledge necessary to accomplish your goal more flawlessly the next time. It's so super rare that we get a topic like the one we have tonight. We can call this one of my neato conspiracy episodes, if you like, but I think it turned into so much more than that. It turned into a topic we found to be so unbelievably polarizing that there was no middle ground at all. Right. It just didn't exist. You were either a fanatical believer, or you were a fanatical denier. Not a denier in a, I can't believe this thing because it's just too fantastical sense, but more in a, literally all of the history, evidence, and hard data have proven this theory to be empirically false, kind of way. So it almost turned into a look at the people behind the beliefs and the people with the historical knowledge, passive-aggressively duking it out as only the egg-headedly know-how. Anything else to say, baby B? No? You're done? Of course. driving a giant fucking truck out there. True that. And uh, I'm out here. As far as I know, he is not to be trusted. You never know where I'll be. See, that just sounds threatening. Right now, I'm... It kind of sounds like you mean for it to be threatening. I mean... threatening. Of course I mean for it to be threatening. What, what kind of man would I be if I didn't threaten people? Shit. Right now, I'm just Speaking east of, of uh, Richmond, Virginia, if you care to be threatened in person. Yeah. I mean, you won't be when they're here. But anyway. You don't know. We have another... We, we have a guest. You're being rude. Your face is rude. Okay, so... I guess it's still all up to me, even after the rudeness and... <laughs> we have a guest. Who's our guest? We have a guest. James Conan. You mean that... He was here uh, that, last time. That weird guy from last hey, time? How's it going? I'm James. <laughs> I guess I don't deserve respect. <laughs> no, you do. I, I was like, it's respect time, man. It's time to give it. Because um, we give it, but we also take it away. That we do. You were on the show uh, last time. You got to meet Chris in person, which a lot of people have not. <laughs> That's true. Most people in the world have not, that. to be exact. To be a little more precise, I mean. But yes, yeah, James indeed. was the other hippie that uh, Chris was getting along with so well, having side conversations over other people's pertinent information. Hey, we were bouncing. We were bouncing back and forth. The shit happened. (laughs) It was weird. It was fun, though. It was a good time. So, James, you happy to be back? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Stop fucking... Sort of... Cool. the weed cast going. (laughs) Sounds good to me. It's called the... It's called the Tool Pod. I'm ready. The tool pod. Because remember, your parents had sex at a tool concert, or after one. 
and um, then you were uh, you were born. Remember? Yeah. Thanks for remembering that. Yeah, I remember that happened. <laughs> Do I mean, you? It's literally, like a bunch of people have heard it. Like that, I've never even met, and you won't ever either. They know that it, it's been detail of your life. Glad for you all to be part of it. Aww. <laughs> I feel like I was there. I share my story with the world. I've been to a Tool concert. <laughs> I was going to go off on a weird thing that I'm not going to go off on. Um, good. Good. You just saved I'm that. You're saying that you could maybe be his dad. Ah, see, I was refraining. I was going to uh, refrain from that. Nah, I don't think I'm that old. Damn, Jason. Uh, how old are you, James? 20 years old. All right, yeah. He's a baby. No, we're safe. We're safe. He's an itty-bitty baby. I mean, we are old enough to be his father. He's pretty close. He's pretty close. I mean, he's pretty close, but no, we're safe. That's crazy. That's great, because now people can work out in their heads the math of when Chris lost his virginity. That's some bullshit, and that, that just because when I... I no, that, that has nothing to do with when I lost my virginity. That would have nothing to do with it. Now you're just making shit. Out of the equation, it's incomplete. Hey, you know what? I got one more thing to interject with, and that is, welcome to another uncomfortable parent sex talk episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. Indeed, the UFOs, the conspiracies, and the moitas. Ah, Maybe we'll get to some probing this time, or you know. Perhaps a little uh, uh, deep. Are we talking therapy? Are we talking about like, like really getting into it. You never know. I don't know what this episode's about. I'm just, you know, wishful thinking. Oh yeah, that's right. This is the one. This is one that I, I kept completely fucking secret. Yeah, the time. I have no idea. I did send Chris a little bit of a hint last night through a song, but he just thought I was sending him a song. With Merce in it, and it was a good, it was fun. That's so, true. Mer- yeah, Merce is good stuff. Tonight, we will be talking about the site in Australia, I believe, that is referred to as the Gosford Glyphs. It's an intricate set of carved symbols. Uh, some believe carved five thousand years ago by ancient Egyptians who got here on boats somehow. Really? Not now. here. Australia. Yes, Australia. Not here. Not here. Australia. Kansas. Back in Kansas. It was one of those two. It was Kansas or Australia. I'm almost certain. <laughs> Brooklyn, New York. I mean, Kansas. So, the most interesting thing about this place that I've found isn't the fact that it may have been carved by ancient Egyptians with a story to tell. It is that there are no people that think "Mm, maybe it could have happened that way, maybe not. It is fucking vicious, furious believers and people that actually know what they're talking about and deniers. Hmm. So these are... So much fun. These are petroglyphs? These are hieroglyphs. Well, are they carved in stone? 
Yes. Then there are also petroglyphs. I was being a little bit more specific. Uh-huh. Well then. So just checking. I wanted to st- I wanted to start out uh, on uh, one that shows what the uh, what the glyphs say, what it's proposed. They say what some people say that they say. It's fun. You guys ready? I'll say. I'll say. I'll say. Alrighty. So. The Egyptian hieroglyphs that are on the east wall go on to say, For His Highness the Prince, from this wretched place in this land where we were carried by ship, engraved for the crown of Lower Egypt, according to God's word, My fellow Egyptians, call out from this place in this strange land for the god Suti. I, Nefer Jezib, son of Khufu, king of Upper and Lower Egypt, has brought the god of Suti. The prince was kind and benevolent, follower of the sun god Ra. For two seasons, he directed us eastward, weary but strong to the end, always praying, joyful, and smiting insects. He, the servant of God, said God created the insects to protect his people. I myself am hardened. I've gone around hills and deserts and wind and rain with no lakes at hand, blessed by the falling nights when I hide myself completely out of reach. In our last camp, I cooked fowl on hand, brought rain, but hurt my back carrying the golden falcon standard, crossing hills, deserts, and pools of water along the way. Plants are withering, land is dying. This is, our, is this our lot from the highest god of the sacred myrrh? The sun is pouring upon our back. O mighty Kepper, this is not what the oracles had said. Our hearts are overturned, but not broken. This regal person, Nefertiru, came from the temple of God in Penu, Egypt. He came from the house of God. He was the son of Khufu, king of Upper and Lower Egypt. He who died before is here laid to rest. May he have life everlasting. He is never again to stand beside the water of the sacred mark. Then clasp him, my brother spirit, O thy by thy side, O Father of the Earth. <sighs> so, that's a hell of a lot. Tells of oh, that was just the West Wall. Jesus, the East Wall. Sorry, I I still have the West Wall to read, but it's a lot shorter. Wow. But we're gonna catch you up with the story so far, right? So, two fucking princes. Both sons of the divine King Khufu, apparently on a seafaring ship made by ancient Egyptians, sailed to Africa. Hmm. I'm going to do that a lot. I'm not used to saying Australia in our show. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> sailed to Australia from Africa and uh, went on expeditions there. We're there for a long time. And then their prince, their uh, their lead prince guy, who was like the cooler older brother, who had like the Letterman jacket and the hot girlfriend, and the he had it wasn't a Corvette, which would have been like really cool. But he had like a, a decent Camaro, and <laughs> uh, you know he just man, you wanted to be him so bad. I rock Z. Oh yeah, <sighs> this frosted tip mullet. 
And his mm-hmm. cigarettes rolled up in the sleeve. I can see him all Egyptian looking, but still has that that white preppy fucking garbage all over him. It's fun. Fucking filterless camel, so he looks like cool Joe. Uh, wasn't Khufu, isn't, isn't Khufu the one that they assume the uh, Great Pyramid was, was uh, built for? Um, you know what's funny? I didn't do any like uh, research into the Egyptians mentioned in here. <laughs> Not wow. a tiny little bit. That's mighty thorough of you. But yes, I'm pretty sure I'm right. So that that's... Uh, uh, James, do you know anything about Egyptian uh, royalty? Ancient Egyptian royalty? Okay. You know what? I, as far as the fucking websites I'm going to go into, uh, I think that makes you an expert. And you're an expert Egyptologist. There we as go. As far as the standards of the internet are concerned. We, we have one on deck. That's right. <laughs> we have famed archaeologist James Conan with us this evening. Oh, and I watched Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was like eight, so... Hey, I watched um, Yu-Gi-Oh! like wait. last year. That uh, I had to go back and watch the first one. Aren't they, aren't they J- Japanese, though? They yeah, speak Japanese. Really, it's like Egyptian that's right it's valid it's valid and uh, yeah I think that also gives him a leg up mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh, two time famed uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card master James Conan on the show tonight to tell us exactly who Khufu was what was his job and I'm sorry I got little flies fucking crawling over his creeping me out. I couldn't see them. Um, so yeah, James, explain. Yeah, so Kufu, so he was a guy in Egypt, like ancient Egypt, dozen years ago. Yes. He had a job, and mm-hmm. right before he you know, did his best at it, thought ah, yes, yes, yes. it entailed. Um, yeah, I mean, like, a, you know, his... Yeah, no, I get it. No, I think um, you've enlightened us uh, quite well, and I can't wait to read the book <laughs> that you are writing about. This this cool guy. I, I think August seventeenth. Okay, that's when you that's when your your hot ass mixtape drops, huh? Man, oh, oh his yeah. hot ass mixtape so bad now. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh. so uh, we got the two brothers, right? They are trekking it across. Oh, hey, the sun. Ne- Nefertiru just went by in his fucking Camaro. Just rolled up cameras. That's right. Oh, man. People who did that were so cool. Yeah. I used to try to roll cigarettes in my sleeve, and I was like, wow, this is stupid. That's what cool looks I have like. I roll my sleeves up and down every time I want a goddamn cigarette. So I got pockets and for her. Mm-hmm. Just buy pants that right. fit, but, you know, give me some room to breathe and carry stuff. Okay. I'm down. I, I will... I'll give in. I'll, I'll get pockets. Cargo's for life, son. 
I don't know about that much. <laughs> no. So, um, so the, the brother, right? The older brother, the, the cool one. Uh, he had some kind of misfortune befall him. Uh, being Australia, this could mean literally any fucking thing in the world. It could mean some dangerous things, that's for sure. So, I will continue reading by saying the Egyptian hieroglyphs on the west wall continued the story. Like crazy bitches that cut people's skin off? It could mean that. No. No, no, they were, like, this is 5,000 years ago. Which is technically... We'll talk about it more, but you don't, before there were other crazy motherfuckers there. You don't think there was crazy skin cutting bitches in Australia five thousand years ago? Um, I think you're being know, a I little mean, naive, I, honestly, sir. I think you're being a little alarmist, asshole. Maybe that's not for you to decide. Well, I mean, it's oh, I mean, it's fine. I just wanted you to own up to it. That's all. Oh, well. Whatever. Continue. So, the snake bit twice. We, followers of the divine King Khufu, mighty one... What? 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 (laughs) What are you saying? (laughs) Hmm? Is is he talking to himself again? The divine King Khufu... Mighty one of Lower Egypt, Lord of the two A- Adzes? Adiz? We shall not all return. However, we have to continue. We cannot look back. All creek and riverbeds are dry, and we are all dismayed. Our boats are tied up with rope. Death was caused by a snake. We gave egg yolk from the medicine chest and prayed to a moon, the hidden one. He hears us talking about him. He's like, I'll show those motherfucker who's cool. he was struck twice it was hard times for us all weeping over the dead body and keeping to the protocol seated all aside our men watched the funeral with concern and deep love how the mummified body was buried in the red earth section then we recovered ourselves we walled in the side entrance to the chamber with stones from all around the chamber was aligned with the western heavens I counted and impounded the daggers of our men the three doors of eternity were connected to the rear end of the royal tomb and sealed in Boom. Uh-huh. Fucking story over. So one that of them... It. This is the God's honest truth. Fucking Egyptians are the original Australians. The Egyptians are the original Australians, you say? Bible fact. Hmm. Or is it somehow... You don't sound like you believe me, Chris. Um, I mean, guys, this was written online by a guy. I mean... So, first of all... So was realism. Uh-huh. Continue. So, does it does it ever mention where this is built? Like, where these... Uh, uh, hieroglyphs are like in Australia, like the western part of Australia, the northern part. Uh, it, they're in uh, Australia, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not super, you know, like uh, 
aware of what parts of Australia are where? So, uh-huh. was, there else, was there anything else like found around there? Like anything else that was built in that area? Oh yeah, like an uh, ancient burial ground. So the ancient burial ground they talk about is there? Uh, there's one there. Mm-hmm. Or is it? That's my new favorite thing to say to Melissa whenever she says anything to me. I don't care how mad she is. I go, or is it? Allegedly. <laughs> it'll either make her laugh or lose it. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, this is so stupid. This whole thing is... Ret- I'm, anyway, I'm, I'm a little Chris torn has- on this, this whole Egyptians are the original no. Australian mm-hmm. scenario because... Um, if that were the case, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. continue, please. Yes. How and why did they change everything? Um, when they when, when they get to this new place, you know, like if you have a friend that moves away for a while to another part of the country, like they pick up their you know trends and and movements and things like that and then when you see him in five years it's like who the fuck is this guy you know yeah but I mean these are people that are like extremely devout religious people right like what about being in a new country by themselves somehow would make them change everything about their religion I don't buy it um rebellion rebellion like, I mean, like I, I fucking dad, I'm going to Australia, man. But they're still so devout in their uh, powerless that they were while they were there. I mean, they were like, we did the procedures for burial. That's just because that's the only way they knew how to bury people. But once you fucking get a jet ski into the mix with some beer and some babes in Australia, I think you're okay. Hmm. You may have a point there. The babes, the babes do play a, a factor. They might play a part in the grand scheme of things. Okay, so so I was really, I'm just racking my brain on how to continue uh, on with this because it gets crazier and it gets like more sane, and then it gets like kind of hey eh? again. So I think that's the way I'm going to go with it. I just gave you what we're supposed to think about it. Okay. Now right. I'm going to give you the fucking nuts. Um. So I found a website. I really like this is an old lady's spiritual website. Uh, so I kind of don't want to say her name. Um, but she had received uh, pictures that were taken of the glyphs there so that so that she could sit with her her old lady medium friend Uh and the medium could tell her what these carvings meant I love it I will I will send these pictures to the both of you later or uh, something like that I told you I didn't think super far ahead with this but I had to I had to have this so this one picture there is a, a a shape that looks like a Christian cross with a fucking circle around it 
like the you know the fucking Inquisition looking symbol or whatever. Okay. And uh, there's a couple of glyphs and shit around it, and it says, "As I tune into this picture, I feel it has to do with the teachings from a higher realm. It speaks of one God, of worship, sacrifice, enlightenment, purity of motive." It promises everlasting life, self-purification, and dis- <laughs> discrimination of becoming master. No longer giving attention to the body. Huh. That's the least weird fucking one. That's um, rather... So this cross was found like, with the hieroglyph? Uh, yeah, because a lot of the hieroglyphs are nonsense. We'll get into that in a minute. And I kind of wanted it to be a surprise that whoever fucking made up that story, there's a story behind that guy, too. Um, okay, I need to read one more of these, and then we'll get into him. Because I have to. Well, I have to. Where did it go? This okay. is juicy. Oh. Okay. So, this photo, which, no bullshit, looks like... I thought it was a photo of a dead... Um, uh, a slug. I thought it was a dead slug. Oh. Like a lo- an elongated dead slug on, on, on a rock. Sounds like a penis. And of this shape carved into the rock, she says, This photo talks of the danger of underwater war. It seems an explosion is taking place under the sea, causing contamination and destruction and irreversible damage. The creation of radioactive energy is unleashing a force which can lead to major ramifications within the galaxy. What? I see in my mind the Earth out of alignment. I see ley lines altering the flow of energy. I feel a strong warning being expressed here. Okay, so Chris, you're not seeing this right now, but I am. That was all fucking nuts. This looks like a stick. That is pronged at the end, and then has like a little line towards the top. Okay. Yeah, it's, and she is intuiting underwater catastrophic world-ending war. Then this symbol that that is that is depicting such things came from a culture derived in a desert. But they're talking about underwater war somehow. Wait, 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 wait. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't believe I forgot to already say this. Uh, most of the people that believe that they're glyphs believe a couple of very specific things about how. Um, how. <laughs> um, <laughs> how? Atlantis. Atlantis is very heavily featured. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So is so is Pangea because we all know that p- fucking all of the continents were all smushed together as one, which is an actual thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but only 5000 years ago. Nah. It only so took 5000 years for all of the tectonic plates to move every continent we were, where it was. We were literally just talking about that shit earlier today, how crazy an event it would be for the tectonic plates to shift enough to create a mountain whether it's above the sea the 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 you know the sea level or below the ocean it doesn't matter the the type of it, it would and it wouldn't matter where it happened on the earth the entire planet would feel that that is a 
it, it's retarded to, to imagine the type of, of of power, you know, and energy displacement that comes along with that sort of event. It's fucking crazy. Continue. Uh, so, before we get into any more of the fucking crazy craziness, <laughs> I do want to read... That's fucking this bananas is, uh, cream like, pie, dude. <laughs> this is the old ladies, um, the old lady mediums, like, final, like, summation, I guess, of the whole thing. So... As I tune in, I perceive a fiery mass, just as it had been broken off from the sun. There's just fog, a gray mist. Now I see a multitude of light, beings incorporating with matter, knowing that the essence of spirit would have a chance to progress. I see the earth with seven auric spheres. I see electromagnetic energy pouring out of those light beings. They will eventually work with people at a particular time of evolution. I see light being poured down to, stimu- to stimulate the DNA so that its strength will increase sixfold. I see a higher frequency of energy emerging within our world and a collective telepathic flow manifest within the universe. Wow. All these photos speak of secret knowledge and language, which seems to have a twofold meaning, only understood by the initiated. The secret knowledge will become accessible to all people as they are awakening to the truth. That they are mortal and that the soul is seeking release from the personality. I am being given to the understand this is that how <laughs> I am being given to understand that we enter a kind of amnesia as we enter the body, and that we're given free will as a means by which we are able to make mistakes. I'm being told that when a certain molecule of mind in any kingdom, mineral, plant, animal, etc., reaches its full potential, it gravitates naturally to the next level of progression. I see in my mind gateways all over the world closing up and I see others being opened at the same time. Some are positive and some are negatively charged. I see dormant old sites being located on the planet. There are some new ones which begin to manifest etherically, astrally, mentally, on the planet I see human consciousness going through a 180 degree change I see a lot of encoded knowledge will be revealed in the future (sighs) wow so first thoughts yes please it's like the rough draft of the fifth element I was thinking um fucking no planet of the apes I was, our past and our future, all at the same time. I mean, I was thinking that it kind of sounds like this woman is literally just flipping through uh, uh, episodes of Ancient Aliens while she's saying all this. Because it's, it's, <laughs> it's shit you see, it's shit you hear, it's shit you pick up, it's shit you fucking, you know, you've heard crazy theories that other people say and this and that. It, it just seems like... It's like, it's like the Aquaman movie. It's just a bunch of different plots all smashed into one and just shit out the fucking factory like, here you go. This all sounds like yeah, it could be something. Yeah, Momo. Oh, right. What a dreamboat. <laughs> <laughs> what a dreamboat. You know, it's really funny. It's really funny that you, uh, you segued into what I was going to say quite nicely by saying that thing that you said about the History Channel. Um, 
and ancient aliens in particular. Uh-huh. Because I am now on news.com.au, and I'm going to read you something with the headline, How History Channel's Ancient Aliens Takes the Mickey Out of Australian History. Oh, well then. They did a whole uh, episode strictly about Australia. Yeah, well, they had a whole Australia Day on Australia Day. I thought it was pretty good. Um, well, you, sir, are, are part of the problem. <laughs> Maybe, because I'm not fucking Australian. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it says, over the Australia Day long weekend, the world was... That's not... You can't have an Australia Day weekend. Yeah, jumbo that's, shrimp in it that's up. That's Australia Days. That's Australia Weekend. You can't have Australia Day Weekend. No. No, I bet they serve you know jumbo what? shrimp there. Yeah. And, uh... No, we're gonna... We're gonna fucking leave this topic here. We're gonna write an angry letter to... Uh, who wrote this fucking piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Um, so... Uh, I got really angry there for a second. <laughs> you would be the advocate. You know that. Uh, what one so one show cited indigenous art as absolute evidence of ancient alien visitation. Uh, another one, quote unquote. Another one, quote unquote, finds Australia's own version of Stonehenge. And then there's the increasingly popular notion that this continent was explored by ancient Egyptians. It's funny, some of like the the glyphs and shit that they show, like are you know just obviously fucking Aboriginal art. Um, it's uh like on these shows they're using it as fucking absolute fucking proof that they were done by Egyptians, like. Like, some of this shit is, like, uh, how they do, uh, you know, they put the pigment in their, their mouths, and then they spit it out over their hands. Right, right. The, the hand silhouette on the wall. It's fucking cave work. Some of it's like that. Shit that literally has never been done in, in, in Egypt, ever. <laughs> Seriously. It's something that, that aboriginals in Australia do. It's shit that so, literally cavemen used to do. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but see, that's 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 why this whole thing gets me. Is that now? Granted, you know, you imagine artisans are artisans over the years and back in history and everything. So normal people, regular people, that were not considered artisans or history keepers or you know people of the court, they weren't taught to read and write. They weren't taught the fucking hieroglyphs. These these drawings yeah. and these these etchings and these carvings, they're not for the normal people. They're for, they're for them in the sense that okay, you can look at this and worship, but other than that, these stories are not for them. They're for the gods. They're not for us either. We just happen to be fucking, you know, what's the word? Um, damn, I always forget the word for that. <laughs> What's the word for I the people that decipher that. fucking codes and shit and uh, code breakers? No, yeah, but but no, I mean, but yeah, I mean, you could say that decipher codes and fucking come up um, with lingu. It's not a linguist either. It's um, car- cartologist, car- cardiologist, cartographers. Whatever. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. But okay, dentists. so given given that fact, 
right, off top, that, that you had to be someone of some kind of importance to even know how to read, let alone write and, and you know, produce artwork and fucking things for the, for, get, for the pharaoh and whatever. Aside from that fact, keep in mind that the styles... The styles are worlds apart. Unless the guy who was dropped off here, uh, not here, but Australia, and spent enough time to carve all of that, uh, was not an artisan in any way, and he made all of that up on his own, just out of his fucking head. Well, yeah, I think I saw this one day, and I think this one kind of should look like that. It just doesn't make sense. We have... We have things to say about that, Christopher. It should be plainly obvious that this did not come from anybody indigenous to Australia. Off top. Listen, Chris Hemingsworth. Shut it, and I'll let you know what the fucking done, how it's done, and what it is, and fucking mmm. You do that before I start questioning too much. Continue. Yeah, you're just gonna have a knock. It's gonna be the fucking CIA. They're gonna be like. You're asking the wrong question, sir. Detective Chris is on the job. Mm-hmm. And then they, once you get out of your truck, they're just like two rapist truckers that are dressed like CIA agents, and they just go to town. That's right. When Mike and I put on our sunglasses, we instantly look like CIA. Nah. Every trucker does. Like that's why people get into the trucks with people. That's just that's not good. Not like a bright white hood so, rat and a strange Mexican <laughs> pierced Jesus strange Mexican pierced Jesus man we should anagram the fuck out of that <laughs> so in the case of Gosford uh, the only thing that is apparently linking it with a civilization that is 4500 years ago uh, are and this is the exact words of the, the paper's website I'm, I'm reading uh, 250 remarkably childlike hieroglyphs grouped into a rock face. The eroded grotto rock structure is within 100 meters of a road and near an old housing subdivision, but no mention of it was made before the 1970s. Uh, it had been explored a ton of times before because... There's actual Aboriginal artifacts and 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 rock paintings and all this actual all old fucking ancient awesome shit there. So people have been up and down this fucking place forever, right? And no one fucking mentioned it until the seventies. Um, okay. Yeah. So it might be. Um, I mean, it's just that not a single one of the hundreds of explorers that comb this fucking place uh, said anything about Egyptian hieroglyphs at all. So. Yeah. yeah so, okay. Yeah. So anyway, th- this goes on to to really dig into the fucking ancient aliens people, and it was a joy to read last night. It really was. I'm not going to go through any more of it, because it's just, like, they said this thing was this fucking thing, and you moron it's not that it's fucking look you can see the lichen where the lichen was growing on the rock you can see cuts through it which means that they are very fresh that's another thing 
They are carved in rock that erodes so insanely fast that if they were from 5,000 years ago, they wouldn't exist anymore because they would have completely eroded away. Okay. All right. So, um... That's... There's also that's the fact... pretty substantial. ...that we'll get to, because we're going to... We're going to... We're going to roll coaster back up into sanity just for a minute. Because, um... I, I mean, you know, this is... This is the up... The, be gentle. Going, right? Be, just be gentle. Okay. So, we're going to talk about... Uh, Egypt, eh. Egyptologist debunks new claims about Gosford glyphs. Ooh, James, this now, is right up your uh, alley. Yeah, James, our our resident archaeologist. Our, oh, I'm sorry, our resident Egyptologist. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, yep. Two time award winning. <laughs> he beautiful said hair. Duty. He did say duty, didn't he? <laughs> oh man, it's it's just an honor to be nominated. Um. Okay, so I got because all of like these people are so just passionate about this that um, <clears throat> excuse, excuse me, people are so passionate about this that it's just hard to to make it through their their fucking really long web pages full of angry ranting. I bet. Okay, so the guy sounds like that, a chore. Uh, no, a little bit, but it's an enjoyable one. So, so the guy that is behind really most of the uh, the, the fervor about it, because the guy that uh, supposedly found them originally is dead. Uh, but that he and this guy, Stephen Strong, wrote a book about it together. Oh, <clears throat> it's, that's uh, not a stage name. A, a, a group of amateur researchers have sparked new interest in the site having found a new, smaller set of hieroglyphs in the area. It has been carved, he says. It's a straight line, and nature doesn't do straight lines. There's a second shaft that runs down, and the third one's a gallery that's big enough to park a car. The what? things that have been found next to it, alongside and around the walls, need to be factored in. First of all... Oh, wait. <coughs> Sorry. So that's the guy that is uh, just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then an actual professor of archaeology. Uh, let's see if I, I... I apologize if I'm way off on this name. I don't even know what nationality this person is. <laughs> uh, Akinga. Akinga. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. So Professor Akinga first saw the inscriptions 20 years ago and says that there are many reasons why they're not accepted as genuine hieroglyphs. First of all, uh, the way that they're cut isn't the way that ancient Egyptian rocks, rock, eh, isn't the way that ancient Egyptian rock inscriptions are cut. Uh, sorry, there was a bug that was trying its hardest to fly down my throat the whole time I said that. Nice. <laughs> uh, uh, there's also a problem with the actual shapes of the signs that are used. There's no way people would have uh, been inscribing text from the time of. Uh, Cheops, yeah, C H E O P S, yeah, Cheops, uh, because the signs that they used during that time are uh, 2,500 uh, years later than the time period that the hieroglyphs that are there say 
the people are from. So they're using... That's they're pretty using, sharp evidence. Uh, yeah, text and, and inscriptions and things that didn't exist for 2,500 years. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> this is my favorite... This was my favorite quote. Um, that's a chronological discrepancy, he says. <laughs> <laughs> how awesome is that? Okay. I wonder um, how long he stayed up at that night before trying to think of a sly, slick way of saying <laughs> shit ain't right, yo. <laughs> oh, uh, he, sa- he also says that it doesn't make any sense why the ancient Egyptians would be at that particular site. Uh, he says, if by any chance they had reached Australia, you'd expect them to land on the west coast rather than over on the east coast. Um, no, this guy's just a huge liar. There were actually aliens there, and that's who brought the Egyptians there. And they didn't even need boats back then, man. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, I think it's safe to say this is the, this. These glyphs are on the east coast because <laughs> <laughs> Jason somehow is not putting two and two together. But that's okay because we got it. We figured it out. Unless he's trying to hide it from us the whole time and just hoping we're not going to put it together. I don't know. Oh, I have no idea how this story ends. That's the best part. Love it. it. And then you open the book, and and then there's a little mirror, and it says it was you the whole time. It's you! Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So, uh, uh, Professor Boyo Akinga says... It is likely the engravings were made in the 1920s when there was widespread interest in ancient Egypt after the discovery of the tomb of Tutankhamun. Yeah, boyo. Also around the same time, many Australian soldiers who were stationed in Egypt had come back from World War I. Recognize. Uh, He says... That's right. He says we have other instances of Australian soldiers having carved Egyptianizing objects in the uh, Kurungai National Park near Sydney. For example, there's a sphinx and pyramids that have been carved out of the sandstone, and we know that that was done by an Australian soldier who was in a hospital in the vicinity. It wouldn't be at all surprising for someone who'd had this fascination for Egypt to have done the same thing up there. So, indeed, there's a couple of <clears throat> a couple of theories that are, you know, of the rational sort, <coughs> and uh, they are. <clears throat> God damn it. <laughs> they are. Uh, in the 1970s, uh, what, what the, what they, they called him an irrational, uh, damn it, was it a Turk? I think it was an irrational Turk with a chisel was arrested leaving that site. Uh, also, <laughs> it's so fucking fun. Um, also, that it was just some some kids having fun, you know, like in the eighties, and then also that it was James. Go. Uh, a bunch of bullshit. I mean that. Well, I mean, but I mean the thing I just said, but the the, the soldiers and stuff. Oh, that it was like soldiers doing it. Yeah, like. It was like a guy that liked Egypt stuff, and he went. Fuck, man. Wait, you looking for a one or are you looking for a continuation? Like, are you trying to guess the next option? 
No, not at all. I did too. He I lost us both. Seeing, I thought that's what he wanted. I was seeing if you guys were paying attention. We totally were. You know, when I read crazy shit, it makes me not all there all the time. So, okay. Uh-huh. Ask questions so I can answer them and hopefully uh, help you out. I mean, I don't think you would know the answer to this just because, but is it the, what... Is it because the the rock, uh, the type of rock, erodes so quickly that there isn't a patina built up that they can carbon date? Um, I don't think they think it needs carbon dating. I think it's that obvious that it's not something fucking weird. Well, that makes perfect sense to any logical person, but any illogical person who is trying to prove this would want to carbon date it and oh I don't think they have the I don't think they have the resources to do things like that <laughs> I gotcha because yeah no yeah. You, everything everything that other guy said just makes perfect sense I mean it's it's not yeah it's, it's so boring and stupid that it's almost <laughs> stupid and boring to be upset about it right Right. I think mean, we can rule out the kids theory because I mean this, like the wording you used for all the inscriptions that supposedly means is like would like to uh, involve just to be some kids having fun. I but that's that. the thing is like when I show you, I'll show you side by side comparisons of the hieroglyphs that were drawn here in Australia and uh, the ones, it, just common ones from Egypt, and there's a, a huge difference and care and style and if you would have taken the time to write out this story you'd have done it more than a fucking it literally looks like a kid like carved a cartoon bird on a desk in class with his pen super like like super like bare bones knowledge yeah I mean you could go out there with a book of hieroglyphs and fucking write out a story terribly with it you know that's unacceptable actually, to prevent uh, to present to the gods. Well, I mean, if you're not an ancient Egyptian, who gives a fuck? Exactly my point. Oh. Okay. Well. Continue. Huh. So, you, you guys know okay, this is this is where I kind of want to end uh the just reading stuff about it cuz this is the, the best one ever. Uh, this is a very long, very long uh, uh, web page. Uh, and uh, it is on wakeupworld.com. Nice. This very lengthy uh, story. Oh, we have to listen to this guy. Re- rebuttal? Something like that? Uh, isn't even actually about the hieroglyphs. <laughs> it's about the Australian Broadcasting Company, ABC. Well, actually, the ABC, because it's the Australian Broadcasting Company. That's how they say it. It's stupid. It's fine. How they got information from this page's people, whatever, I don't know. Uh... How they then 
ran a story about it. Uh, I think it was a 60, 60 or 90 second uh, just like radio clip of the story. But then two days later, took it off the air. And then when the people that it was about started to complain about it, they'd call and, hey, why the fuck did you take that off? You know, people need to hear this, blah, 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 right? Uh, they were like, well, we try to be fair and balanced, so we wanted to talk to an actual archaeologist and see what they have to say about it. And then, you know, we'll run both. So they did talk to somebody, and then they took their... Oh, I'm sorry, 40 seconds. <clears throat> That's what they were upset about, is that a 40-second long story about them finding something new had been taken off of the ABC. So, <laughs> they make a huge stink, as I say, and they have an actual archaeologist interviewed, and then they don't run the other people's shit anymore. What? So, now we are Dicks. in conspiracy territory. Because, is this really ABC News' concept of a balanced approach? Makes my nuts Wouldn't tangle. balanced media seek an opposing opinion on the topic at hand, which in this case was new discoveries... Or would balanced media entirely disregard the original story? A story of new archaeological discoveries and instead drag out the same old rhetoric about the well-known hieroglyphs and an attempt to debunk our findings without even addressing any of the new evidence at hand. Clearly, something more than due diligence transpired behind the doors of the ABC National Office between the 10th and the 14th of December. The purpose of the revised article is obvious. To stir up the old hoax rhetoric once more and undermine the site's significance. Oh, it's intention got a vocabulary. Oh, oh my Go God. Go ahead, New Orleans. Go ahead, New Orleans. Go save a life. Oh my God, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> that shit was loud. Anyway, I was, rant- I was ranting pretty good there. Yeah. And I needed that to stop me, actually. So anyway... So yeah, um, now it's a conspiracy. It's that the government doesn't want us to know, man. Well, that's always been the conspiracy. Well, I mean, but they don't like specifically about this, though. Oh, okay. you know, I mean, like their sure. claims sound exactly like all the people that are like school shooter deniers, Holocaust deniers, 9/11 deniers. Are there actual school shooter deniers? Oh, yeah, no, no, there's tons of people that think that school shootings, like, didn't happen. It's all, like, paid crisis actors to be on the news and talk about it. Wow. That believe that, that they, like, stage school shootings and, like, stage fake funerals for these students. Why would... but But why? Why would you want to not... Why would you say that it was, like, what? Yeah, no, they think it's just, like, a uh, conspiracy by the government to, like, push gun control laws and, like, take away people's freedoms and... I, it, it's I have seen use that. Use it for another episode of podcast. About the Sandy Hook That's one. Scary. I, I yeah, have seen that. Jesus. Okay. I mean, so, you know what, though? You? When it... See, the, the problem I have with, with just conspiracies in general... Is that, you know, when you think about the art of war being deception, 
you know, is is your best friend, you know, like, the, the shit is not that big a stretch if somebody really, really wants to pull the wool over the eyes in a certain way for certain reasons, a lot of these things that people come up with are not really that big a fucking stretch, such as this the crisis actors. That makes a lot of fucking sense, really. Because you can't... I mean, for many reasons, a crisis actor would make a lot of sense. Not just for manipulation, but also for, let's say, just because you can't trust people in a panicked state to give a proper fucking news anchor some information. <laughs> you know, you could trust somebody. The thing is, for... Go ahead, go ahead. For, for things like the school shooting, there's, like, entire communities that, like, know these kids that, like, actually died. There's, like, actual autopsy reports that are, like, like releasing stuff like that. Well, that's just dumb, exactly. like, flat-earth shit is dumb. I mean, if there's if there's obvious concrete evidence, but, you know, some of these things, like, like what I, I had heard about the Sandy Hook thing was that that was all just a fucking... Uh, a way, another way to, to pull your attention, the public's attention over this way while they're doing something, passing some other crazy bill off beneath the t- Wow. Uh, oh, excuse me. Okay. I, I, no, I, I'm putting nips in these butts. I don't like this. I don't like the message it's sending. I think it's, I mean, it doesn't have a beat. You can't dance to it. <clears throat> I'm just, all right. I'm over it. Anyway, yes. Okay, continue. Because I'm, 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 this is the end right here. Okay, the the page I was on with uh, uh with the story that that the hieroglyphs told, right? Right, 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 right. Uh, it is a, it, that's a fun little page that is called ancientcode.com. All right, that's right. And there are five comments under this story. Five. I will read all five in full now. All right. Okay. Comment number one from Tropic Thunder, two th- 2017. True story. Comment number two <laughs> by Patrick Schwartz. Uh, same day, just a couple hours later. 60,000 years ago, the Papa from New Guinea and later people from India were able to get to Australia. Did you think they were all swimming? So, how hard must it be for people 5,000 years ago to get there? Think for yourself! Open comment eyes, people. Oh, this guy right here is my hero. (laughs) Sheeple. Commenter number three. Patriot 156. Oh, shit, I hate him already. How about, instead of clinging... (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) He's so good. He's so good. How about, instead of clinging to conventional thinking to explain the unconventional... This guy's fucking... His... His use of periods is atrocious. (laughs) Barely capitalizes what needs to be capitalized. If I have a little bit of problem reading this it's because of punctuation and I will try to make it better okay (laughs) how about instead of clinging to conventional thinking to explain the unconventional use unconventional thinking to do so 
Like, instead of thinking Egyptians <laughs> traveled by sea to Australia, how about <laughs> accepting the fact or probable... That's supposed to be probability, but he just says probable. That they were part of Pangea, and that conventional thinking that they weren't part of that time is wrong. Also, Pangea might not have been that many millions of years ago. Noah's flood was caused by the breaking up of the continents, so... And then he puts an ellipses, um, which... When, like, you actually use an ellipses the way that you're supposed to, it's like, I'm going to say something else at the end there. When you don't say something else, when you just let it trail off with dots, you're like, you fucking moron, you know already. Right, right, right. <sighs> I like using that. Comment number four. That that was... Wait, 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 wait. That was a fucking reti- ridiculous statement, though. Like, I, I, wait, I say, I say shut up, sir. Because, wait. <laughs> okay. Comment number four again. From Myriad. A more plausible explanation is that at the end of the Great Flood, and then in parentheses, as recorded in some way or form in over 700 cultures, is that the early nations descended from the patriarchs, spread across the earth and used similar technology. This would explain why civilizations suddenly sprang up. Pyramids across the globe, even in China. The ensuing ice age and lower sea levels allowed for easier navigation and there were land bridges. The ice age ended between 1500 and 1200 BC, as evidenced by all the Bronze Age cities slash pyramids underwater and around the world's coastlines. A fact that the Darwinian-led government bodies are keen to suppress. Wow. That was actually kind of well written. Comment number five! From Patriot156. <laughs> this fucking guy. 157's brother? Nope. Same motherfucker. This fucking guy. He was both people. That's the twist. He's back. So, he says... Uh, not really. The Bible actually proves we were part of Pangea. Genesis says, And God divided the waters from the firmament and what was used for the seas. Then dry land appeared and no mention of continents, but one land came up. Word for word is... I'm not reading the actual fucking Bible passage here. Ah, maybe I should. It's, It's tiny. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. So... Other researches I've done... Wait, wait, this is good. Other researches I've done, which is a lie, this man did no research at all. Mm-hmm. Other researches I've done is into a gap theory. Theory. A gap theory theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their theory says that in Genesis 1 and 2, there's a gap. Meaning, it says, God's spirit was over the waters, so this could mean that there was another creation before Adam and Eve. 
which could explain the dinosaurs, cavemen, etc. Jesus Meaning, Christ. that would be why science says all this was millions of years ago, because it was, but not part of our creation. What I've read is Satan messed with that creation as well. <clears throat> gave them technology they weren't ready for, and God, after millions of years, had to destroy everything. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. This guy makes me want to fart. This is it's getting very, very exhausting for me, so I have to just have to come to the bottom here, because this is where the real gold is. It's in the boot. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> you nasty. Let's see. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. God created and made. After man and woman together were created, he rested not one after the other, as it says later, when he made Adam and Eve. This tells me he made man and a man and woman then rested a day, then on the new week created Adam and Eve, so this means or should mean that they were a completely different creation from the ones that made during that first six days. Yeah, I Adam, also believe Steve, that the creation and Lilith. Yeah, they were all just scissoring in space, man. Um, he goes on to say... I also believe that creation took at least 6,000 6, years, not six literal 24-hour days like most contemporary, in parentheses, false prophets. Some god. Like they like to say. Because it does say one of our days is like a thousand years, blah, 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 blah. Earth is and was a lot weirder and more supernatural than what mains... What mains stream science... Yeah, but the definition Capital of a simile was not. Yes. Uh, what mainstream science would have it or contemporary religion. I truly believe this message is part of that truth that people need to see and hope as many people from around the world will see and begin to awaken the new truths. Whether you believe or anyone else does, I care less. But I believe... And even if I'm not totally correct, and new information needs to come out, so God can return as promised, then so be it. Yeah. This is a fucking comment that I only read maybe 15% of. Wow. At the bottom of a fucking hieroglyph. Goddamn. That it's, is so special. Patriot 156, man, if you're out there, you know, I really hope you're doing okay, man. I really hope you get the help that you deserve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Find the yeah. brain slug that just happened inside of your head. <laughs> um, honestly, his comment is too much to unpack. I can't even talk about it, dude. He got more off topic than uh, y'all do. <laughs> My... It's all over the place, man. He walked up to the urinal, drunk as hell, just sprayed everywhere. It's on the walls. Mm-hmm. It's on the ground. <laughs> it was like angels. Angels did it. P angels. Look, ma. <laughs> oh. Right. That is a special type of person. I'm wondering how is it exactly that that God made uh, uh, Jesus or whoever the fuck is supposed to come back made part of his the, the contingency plan on whether or not that happens uh, 
whether you know, it's kind of loosely at least based on whether or not we figure out if the Egyptians visited fucking Australia or not. Because if we get that wrong, goddamn it, he's not coming back, according to Patriot One Five Six. As as humanity, that is, we need to make sure whether or not Egyptians came from Australia or Egypt. I think indeed, and I I will say real quick that. Uh, actual fucking archaeologists and actual native you know Australians see this kind of for what it is and the the fervor behind the the story that is obviously so disproven and it is that it is a way for basically European Australians to somewhat uh hide their European Australian guilt because <laughs> okay. they can now say oh they weren't the first ones here we don't have to feel so bad about all the terrible shit we've done to them we was Egyptians uh, oh no so, everybody should feel terrible all the time no uh. not terrible but we shouldn't be like making up shit to make ourselves feel better Oh. I don't give a shit. Yeah, no, that's that's part of the human condition. We know we should all feel terrible, so instead we pawn it off on someone else. Fuck you, James. Act like you. Fuck, man. I, you know what? I guess so. Oh, see, he just absorbed it. That's the way you should do it. Like, what are you? Okay. You? <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Indeed. That was, that was super sad. Indeed, that's what the common man is supposed to say. It's exactly, it me out. It's exactly what the common man is supposed to say. Uh, uh, well, right. I guess I'll go back to work. So, mm. yeah. No. <laughs> so I, I'm going to cut this one off here because Chris has to drive real soon. Man. Uh, the tablet that James is recording on is about dead. Oh. It's pretty close. And I have had bugs crawling all over my skin this whole time. Yeah. Down in the south. Masculine's a hell of a drug. (laughs) Nice. You don't even like trippy stuff. So. No, I I don't. And there have just actually been bugs. We're we're sitting on my back porch. Actual bugs. uh, I I wore shorts. Act like you didn't grow up there. Oh wait, but wait before before I cut this off, right, uh, Chris? Yeah. What do you think, real or real or fake, or um, you know, a facsimile thereof? In. Well, I mean, look. <clears throat> regardless of what side of the alien fence you're on, um, I can honestly say. I what an alien fence would look like. Uh, nice. See all like green and squiggly and like moving and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe yeah. it looks like just I'm sorry. little laser beams and stuff. Well, you hmm. can't sit on that fence. It'll cut you in half. Of course you can't. Of course not. How do you think? Oh, they- so you're saying that we need to choose a side? I get it. Exactly. Good. That was a good one. So regardless good. of which side you're on. Uh, I, I tend to personally side with the scientists and professionals in the fields 
of study that that analyze things as as well they should via the scientific fucking method, you know, as it applies. <clears throat> um, I, I tend to side with them. I, I mean, conspiracies are fun and all, but you know, when it comes down to fucking tenured professionals in their field going, look, bro, <laughs> come on. <laughs> just, just, st- seriously. This is ridiculous. Yeah. This is, like, come on. Yeah. And, and I don't even think you need to be a professional just to see how absurd this is. Well, probably not, but, I, but, I mean, you know, and, and the, the reason I bring up the, the whole which side of the fence you're on as far as the alien thing is concerned is, is that you get, you get professionals. Like actual professionals, who, as we always That's say, like porn stars. You know, yes. as we as, probably, if you ask them. Uh, but as we go to point out in our alien episodes, that <coughs> excuse me, that um, shit, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Damn it! So, James, what do you think? Fact, faked, or real? Definitely fake. Um, I have a few thoughts overall. You know, ancient Egyptians did not make contact in Australia, or at least not in this scenario. Um, also, I really think y'all should get Patriot 156 as a guest star on the show. Um, please, I'm really, I want to hear a story, man. I want to hear it, and I want to write a book about it. Just like I'm writing a book on some Egyptian stuff. Um, nice. No, that's, this is an insane story, and I think uh, Australians need to live with their white guilt. I'm going to try to make up some origins about coming from Egypt. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. I couldn't have. So. Well, maybe not in the same I language. I will now attempt to. Um, <laughs> Kubo Globo Gleep. Um. No, that was I. I, I mean, the, when I first read it, the, the, I have, I've been saving this topic for two years. Holy long shit! Time, or since we first started the show, because uh, I didn't know how I wanted to to approach it. I think I did it scatterbrainedly enough tonight to make it a li- at least a little bit fun. But it's it's neat to think about. At the same time, it's complete and utter garbage. So... But who actually wrote those in, though? Like, what, what scam artists actually, like, chiseled those in? I, I think that the most likely is uh, soldiers coming back from World War One that were stationed in Egypt. And they just... They liked it. They were like, I'm gonna fucking write some shit like that here. I mean, that makes perfect sense. And then they were like, we can't tell anybody... That makes perfect sense. Oh. I've done that a lot just as an artist. You see something you like that inspires you to, you know, try to think of something, you know, similar, but that's still your own. But in order to do something like that, you might have to practice what you've already seen so that your brain can start working that way. I don't know. I'm just saying that from an artist standpoint, but, you know, it could just be as simple as these guys saw it in a book or some kids saw it in a mm-hmm. book and they liked it because it does look pretty fucking cool you know and from 
from a an artist's standpoint, I would say, you've just listened to another, just, we're, we're all actually Egyptian. This is being recorded in Egypt. We got here on a boat from Australia 5,000 years ago. We took it from some jerks. <laughs> That's right. Surprise! Episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. The UFOs, the conspiracies, I have blinkers on my camel, and the murders. Mm-hmm. So when I and tell you... James would say... Hi, hi, thanks me, guys. It was a great, great time. Rebuttal. Eh, wrong. <laughs> Countdown. <laughs> Three, two, one... Bye, kids.